Welcome to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. Alex is one of five Australian certified practitioners through the Institute of Functional Medicine and focuses on identifying the root cause of disease by taking into account an individual's genes, environment and lifestyle for treatment. She's the principal naturopath at Healing Hands Natural Health Centre in Ipswich, Queensland. Along with her talents as a Western herbalist and nutritionist, she has also excelled previously as a midwife and registered nurse. At Alex's practice, health is a right, not a privilege. Now, Alex... Hello, Lindy. How's it going? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm great. Now, we have to make it super clear mm-hmm. that you're not a medical doctor. Correct. But you are one of only five individuals in Australia who can call themselves a certified functional medicine practitioner. Yeah, it's a mouthful, isn't it? I was just going to say, say that three times fast. Yeah. <laughs> Before you have your gin. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's correct. So um, it's a very tough course. Mm. put out by the Institute of Functional Medicine, Portland, Oregon, USA. There's 1,200 of us worldwide, I think, that are fully certified. Um, it takes a lot of time and quite a deal, great deal of money. Mm. Functional medicine gets bandied around, absolutely. It's the new buzzword in natural medicine, but there's only five of us certified in this country. Mm. Um, they've offered the course once in this country. 111 of us started, four set the exam, two passed. Wow. So it's, yeah, it's pretty full on. Mm. And I, I, I say that... Because um, we have to realise that when people say they practice functional medicine, yeah, they may not be certified. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look out for those imitations. Mm-hmm. Now, a subject that I never love talking about when I come see you, <laughs> and that's detox. Yes, a subject close to my heart. <laughs> now you love this. Yes. You love detox hard. I do. Well, you know, people, first of all, let, let's make another disclaimer right here, Bindi. <laughs> Detox is not about juice fasts and coffee enemas. No. Right? Um, we all have our natural detoxification pathways. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think we have five. Let's go through them. We have our gut, our mm-hmm. gastrointestinal tract. The liver gets a certain special mention. We have our lungs. We detox a lot of stuff through our lungs. And you know that when you... Um, well, diabetics are your, 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 your classic ones. You can yep. smell it on their breath. Mm-hmm. Um, we detox through our kidneys and we detox through our, our lymph and therefore our skin. <clears throat> yep. So there's five or six if you want detoxification pathways. And our body does those all by themselves. Yeah. And you know, we know that um, if anything goes wrong with them, kidneys are your classic. Yeah. If you have renal failure, you can last precisely two days without having dialysis. Wow. And then you die yeah. because the toxins build up in your system. Mm. The other one I like to talk about is um, paracetamol. So paracetamol is categorically the most hepatotoxic, liver toxic substance in the world. Right. I'm, when I was school nurse at Girls Grammar, I put a huge policy in place about kids couldn't just take it like lollies yeah. um, because it is so toxic on the liver. Mm. It essentially and I, you know, I can't say this word. It depletes the glutathione, the glutathione pathway in the liver. Yep. And you know, when people say, when you have a panadol overdose, there's nothing to reverse it. You could die two days later because you run out of glutathione in the liver. Then basically, the liver can't detox anything else. Yeah. And it falls over. So we have natural um, detoxification pathways in the liver. Mm-hmm. 
um, and in the body as well. So actually having said that, if you're ever worried about paracetamol overdose, you get to your doctor straight away. They are do, I think, now give you IV glutathione and are saving people. Wow. You know, because that's the research is finally caught up yeah. with them. So, um, so first and foremost, detox is one of those buzzwords. Yeah. You, you know, you, um, you're not going to die if you don't detox. No. But the thing is, as we've talked about in, at infinitum, mm. our world is becoming increasingly toxic. Mm-hmm. You know, babies are born with, I think it's 223 different chemicals yeah. in their cord blood. Yeah, that's incredible. Including DDT. Wow. Now, DDT, I don't know, was banned in 78. Wow. But it's a POP, a persistent organic pollutant. Mm. It's also an EDC, yeah. an endocrine disrupting chemical, all these acronyms, <laughs> right? So we are living in an increasingly toxic soup. Yep. So if we would go back 400 years, no, probably more now, it's the Industrial Revolution was 1700 and something, so before then. Mm-hmm. Before we started poisoning the world, okay, yeah. we wouldn't have had to detox, mm. inverted commas, because our bodies did it beautifully all on its own. But now we have an increased toxic burden. Mm. And let's talk about what that means. So basically, this is the one I can't read. I forgot my glasses, people. And um, I've written it in green and because <laughs> I lost my pen, so I'm just going to have to ad-lib it. Um, did you want a hand? <laughs> no, it's fine. Thanks, Pindy. Oh, listen. So basically... Um, we live in an increasingly toxic world, okay? We know from previous podcasts that one of the second legs of the stool is our environment, our physical environment. Mm. We've talked about ad infinitum that 3,000 3, tonnes of chemicals get released into our atmosphere every second as we speak. Mm. Now, of those 600,000 chemicals that have been classified since World War II, only 10,000 have ever been tested, and if you know anything about scientific testing, testing randomised double-blind controlled trials, you have to be very reductionist. Mm. So you're only testing one chemical. Mm. So nobody's ever done a test, in vivo tests, on what a bunch of chemicals together synergistically does in our bodies. Yeah. Have a look what's on the label of your shampoo. Well, not yours, I know, because you have all non-toxic stuff. Mine's organic. Yes, mm-hmm. beautiful. You know, who'd do anything else? <laughs> no, sorry, I don't mean to be flippant. Um, so basically we have this increased toxic burden and people are starting to feel it. Mm. So first and foremost, it can turn genes on that we'd rather have silenced. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, as I've talked in the past, I have five, uh, five or six or probably more snips or mutations on my genes and my detox pathways are crap anyway. Mm. I can't detox char-grilled meat. I have a problem with my glutathione. I have um, something called MTHFR, which means my methylation's crap. My comp cycle's slow. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. <laughs> All of this. Now, I, do I know if this expressed or silenced? No. I know they're expressed because when I do the wrong thing, I start to feel literal crap. Mm. So some of the things that um, our bodies have an increased toxic burden, let's do the elephant in the room, you put on fat mm. because fat is our most inert substance. It's very metabolically stable. Mm. So when your body starts building up toxins, it goes, oh, where am I going to put it, where am I going to put it, where am I going to put it? And EDCs are lipophilic. Mm. They love fat. Yep. Right? So your body's going to store it in the fat and then you're going to make more fat to store more. So these are called obesogens for a reason. Mm-hmm. They make us fat. Heavy metals from coal 
burning from high fructose corn syrup. High fructose corn syrup is in a lot of our lollies and our processed sugary foods and our soft drinks. It's intensely sweet. It's made from genetically modified corn and they use mercury in the production. Yes. So then we, of course, have mercury heavy metal from coal fire and from high fructose corn syrup, which is ubiquitous everywhere in our food chain if you eat processed foods. Um, Fluoride. Mm. We have fluoride in our water, um, which is um, a halogen earth metal. Mm -hmm. Despite what they say, and I hope I don't get struck down here, we don't need fluoride for healthy teeth. What we need is a good eat the rainbow diet Mm. with no... Um, processed foods, no, or very little processed foods, no, no, or little processed sugars. Yeah. Okay. So fluoride is an excuse for laziness in the diet. Fluoride is a heavy metal. Lead's a heavy metal. We've got, you know, lead is. I remember going to a um, a, a detox huge symposium about three or four years ago, and mm. um, they were talking about the area that has the most. Lead in the soil still from all the lead of petrol is the Lockyer Valley. Get out. Mm, I nearly died. This guy's from Melbourne. I'm going, oh, I actually won't say what I think. I won't say what I thought. (laughs) So, yeah. So apparently our soil is particularly toxic here. We have the RAF base. Yes. Um, Whether it's that or not, you know. So we, so basically all of this went, and the Lockyer Valley we know is the food basin. Mm. So the plants take this up and we eat it. Heavy metals have to be stored in our bones. That's fine until we start. We, when we're younger, well, it's not fine, but when we're younger we have to put collagen and calcium into our bone bank. Mm. As we get older by the nature of it, we have to take out of our bone bank. Well, you know, if we keep up the resistance exercise and um, the um, bone nourishing foods, less likely, mm-hmm. but you do have a certain amount of bone loss. So this is why often menopausal women come to me and go, oh, my God, all of a sudden why do I feel so crap? Yeah. And it's oftentimes the heavy metals coming out of their bones. Right. Okay, so there's a number of things. So um, that causes foggy thinking. Yep. Um, we've talked about weight gain, sluggishness, and we've got, all, we've got all the gastrointestinal symptoms. Often you'll get right upper quadrant pain because your liver just can't deal with anymore, mm. you know, um, kidney pain, um, getting up at night to wee. We're not talking prostate problems. I mean, there's lots of other things that cause these problems. Yeah. But these are the symptoms that you may need a detox. Mm-hmm. Um, getting up at night to wee might mean because our bodies detox more naturally at night and the body's trying to get rid of, so you may need to wee more. Um, um, just moodiness. They're endocrine-disrupting chemicals. Um, aberrations in your cycle mm. will cause um, – that could be from an endocrine disrupting chemical overload. Yeah. Because endocrine disrupting chemical means they mimic estrogen. Mm. So poor old progesterone, it might be okay with what your ovaries are putting out, but compared to how much estrogen is in your body now, you're all sorts of a seesaw. Mm. So you get heavy cloddy periods and you're a bitch just beforehand. <laughs> oh, Alex, you knew. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard your story. <laughs> so that that's some of the symptoms mm. that we can get when we um, – we are actually needing in the need of a detox. And there are certain professions that are more toxic mm. than others. Yeah. Now, of course, farmers. Yeah. And I think I've talked to you the story about the guy who came in, his brother-in-law decided he was going to siphon a bit of the paraquet off and he got a bit in his lips. And he's oh, like, oh, did I ever tell you the story? No. Okay, so anyway, this is 2015, I think. So, And it's in the papers. 
So this guy thought, oh, gosh, this stuff kills weeds like beauty. You know, they basically used to spray them in their air-conditioned tractor so they wouldn't breathe anything in. And you look behind in the field and the field, the, the crops are already dying, like the weeds are already dying. That's Jeez. how toxic this stuff is. He thought he'd take a bit home, oh. siphoned it off, got a bit on his lips, thought, oh, gosh, I better go and tell them, they tell me that we shouldn't touch this. <laughs> doctor ran all the tests, said, so what's your favourite drink? And the doctor and the doctor said to, to this guy, and he went, oh, I like a nice Chivalry Eagle Scotch or something, I can't remember. And the doctor said, this is here in Ipswich, 2015, well, you better get your biggest bottle, invite all your family and friends because you're going to be dead in two days and I can't do anything about it. Really? And he was. Wow. Complete organ shutdown because his, his whole detox pathways went to crap. And wow. that's the stuff they spray on our food, right? Mm. So farmers are particularly toxic. Um, ha- do you want to hazard a guess what one of the others is the worst of? What do you reckon? I'm putting you on the spot here. Mm. It's, a, it's a girl-based it's a girl-based profession. Mm. Hairdressing. Oh, of course, all the chemicals in hair. And beauticians. Oh, nail salons. Oh. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I'm sure you, you sure you saw how I was smashed the other day when I put that post up about fake tan and breastfeeding. Oh. I wasn't judging anyone. Fake tans, I don't care what, well, I do care. I care a lot. Be mindful where you do your research. Yeah. Because they are toxic. They are highly toxic and breast milk is the only source of nutrition that your child's going to get for six months. Now, they've done – this is at the same symposium I was at. They did a, um, a study somewhere, someone clever, and they actually found that the people who are the least toxic in the entire globe are women who've had babies. Mm. Mm. The more babies you've had, the less toxic you are because mm. you dump it into your kids' girls – Mm. Don't feel guilty right now. I still apologise to my 31-year-old son. I say, I'm sorry for all the mercury because I had 12 amalgams and I didn't realise in those days, silver fillings. So uh, this at this same symposium there was a French scientist who actually had a wife breastfeeding, a four-month-old son, mm. and for just for a bit of a joke on a quiet day he took his wife's breast milk into the laboratory in Paris mm. and there were so many chemicals in that breast milk he actually, by protocol of his lab, had to dispose of that as a hazardous substance. Wow. The breast milk that his son was feeding off. Now, before you go, oh, my gosh, I'm getting formula, what's in the breast milk of cows? Mm. Breast milk is still the best substance. But what I'm saying is we are toxic and we need to really consider doing something about it regularly, especially if you're in one of those more toxic mm. um, in professions Absolutely 150 million percent before you're about to have kids, and this is the boy as well as the girl. Yeah, um, and just all of us, all of us other general people, I um, always like to do a detox once a year. Yeah, and um, you do different detoxes with people as well, of don't course. you? So, so with me, we did a hormonal detox because yes. my hormones were all out of whack yes. from ADCs and all kinds yes. of stuff. Yes, yes, um, and then that then. Um, dumps those toxins elsewhere, which yes. you need to get out. That's correct. Yeah. So that's when the poop comes in. <laughs> so we need to poo at least every day. Mm-hmm. If you're not pooping every day, there's something wrong. Yeah. Now I'll explain why that is. So the liver puts out bile mm-hmm. and bile's got a lot of toxins in it and a lot of hormones we need to get rid of, but bile's also a natural laxative. Mm-hmm. So the bile actually deodorises our poop and it also makes us more regular. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons you may be constipated is because your liver's not right. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Um, another reason you may be constipated is because you, your thyroid's not right. Mm-hmm. Because if your thyroid's not right, it interferes with your basal metabolic rate mm-hmm. and that slows everything down, including our gut. Yep. The third reason you may not be pooping is something called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which means you've got the wrong bugs in the wrong place. They're producing something called methane, which basically paralyzes everything. Yeah. Okay. And of course, the obvious one is you're not eating the right food or drinking enough water. Yeah. Don't discount water. And when talking about good old filtered water, get rid of the chlorine and fluoride. Mm. A lot of good filters do that. Um, I like the oh, the, pen, the penguin one, the Gen 2. It's yep. a glass one. Um, if you don't want to go too expensive, that's only about 90 bucks. We sell them at the clinic, but I think you can actually get them online. Yeah. Um, so they do fluoride and chloride. Um, so that we need to have um, a good amount of water. Mm-hmm. We need to have... At least for someone, a 70 kilo person needs two litres, adult. Yep. If you are heavier than that, you need more. If you are active than that more, if you're pretty active, you need more. Um, and you need to have some minerals with it, good old-fashioned salt. Salt is not the killer. It's all they, they think, you know, you are, yeah. don't need the crap salt, eat the good salt, yeah. the Himalayan or Celtic salt. Or if you really, really your budget really can't, deal with that, just get all good old-fashioned canning salt. There's nothing in that either, mm. no nasties. Um, and the fibre, eat the rainbow. Yes. Eat your fruit and veg. Mm-hmm. Have some, have a pe- good piece of fruit like like pineapple or pawpaw. They're great digestives mm. um, after a meal. Yeah. Um, because, okay, so now we've talked about why we, we, why we have, that we have to poo. Mm-hmm. Let me say why we have to poo. Yeah. So besides the fact it just feels fantastic, <laughs> get, rid, get rid of the day's crap, right? But... Actually, along with the bile, the liver pushes out our processed estrogens, including our endocrine-disrupting chemicals and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So if it sits in the gut too long, the bacteria munch on it, break the, break the bonds, and off it goes back into the system. Mm. You reabsorb it. Yep. So that's why if you have any hormonal issues, that's why I focus on the poop. Mm. You need to poop at least once a day. At least once a day, and you know you you all get to look up the Bristol stool chart, everyone. <laughs> Bristol stool chart, yep. print it out and put it on the back of your toilet. Um, I, you know, you get you get the chart at my clinic. So you want to be about a three or a four, two at a push. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> sorry, I got, I just love the poop jokes. Um, and you want to go every day. <clears throat> and even people come and say, oh, I don't go every day, but I've still got a three or four. I said, I don't. That's not. Still, you still need to get rid of it every day because you're going to reabsorb those hormones. Through your gut, mm. and we've talked previously on this subject. I'm pretty sure, um, particularly around detox, but um, with the gut and the transit time, yes, from chew to poo, yes, yes, yes. So, you know, it shouldn't be 24 hours should be the absolute maximum. Mm-hmm. And of course, the best way to do this is just to, to swallow a handful of diced corn, <laughs> yes, or a tea or a tablespoon. Try not to chew it too much, um, and watch. Watch mm. time and watch and see how long it takes to go through. <laughs> if it's longer than 24 hours, you've got a problem. Mm. Okay? Um, and it's probably better to be 12. Okay. 12 hours. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's that's really important. It's 24 hours. It should be max. I, I had a patient the other day every three weeks once. What? Yeah. And she wonders, well, she doesn't wonder. It's not her fault. And she has huge hormonal issues. Wow. Or it's thyroid as well. But... You know, imagine wow. how crap you feel. Oh, you'd be just toxic. Yeah, yeah. So before we even talk detox, I will never detox anyone until they're pooing properly mm. because we're just going to be recycling it. 
Yeah. Whether it's hormones or heavy metals or liver or kidneys or skin, there's all sorts of different detoxes we do Mm. and none of them involve fasting, juicing or enemas. No, no. I I don't think you need any of those. No, no. Just saying. (laughs) Or any lemon ones or drinking two litres of apple juice a day and then swallowing olive oil and Epsom salts or whatever you do. (laughs) Oh, it's all out there. It's all dangerous. It's Mm. all non-substantiated. You know, and the thing is, you know, you need to you need to be talking to someone who knows mm. what's going on in your system. And as you know, I you don't come in and see me I, and go, oh, I feel rubbish and tired or whatever, and I go the first appointment, let's do detox. How no. long did it take before we detoxed you? It was about six or eight months. Yeah, yeah, right. But now it detox every twelve months because you you're at the space where you need to be. Now we're talking detox, and people are probably thinking, well, well if we're not having juices or other invasive things, um, how do you detox? That's a really good point. Just I just assume everyone just, knows. Yeah, everybody so, knows, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, here I go again, food is medicine. Mm-hmm. We have to basically between four and six weeks, so as you know, I do your live blood and we decide after a couple of weeks, so we, you get some supplements mm-hmm. and, yes, some of them may not taste the best but mm-hmm. it's only for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um and then we do your blood again and see if we need to go on to any other, you know, do we need to do a heavy metal detox? Do we need to do a liver detox? Do we need to do lung or kidney or skin or whatever? And that's all depending on your symptoms or, you know, what I find in your blood, how you've told me that you've been going for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we, we decide what the next stage is. So it does involve supplements. But for whether it's two weeks, four weeks or six weeks, absolutely as clean as possible food. Mm. The only thing that should be going through your lips is um, water. Mm-hmm. I actually don't mind coffee. As you know, coffee I call Colombian herbal tea. Yes. Um, is it because I'm a German and a coffee drinker? Probably. <laughs> so I've substantiated my research behind that. But there's an enormous amount of research about this helps your liver cleanse. Yep. It, sta- it, it, it metabolises glu- glycogen in the liver. It helps your thyroid hormone convert in the liver. Um, as long as you take it correctly, you know, you want to go organic, you probably need to put a bit of um, collagen or something in so it doesn't hit your um, system too quick, a bit of organic dairy, um, have it with food. If you're not having it with food, a bit of organic maple syrup or honey to give that little bit of boost to your liver for the glycogen. Shock horror, yes, it's all natural. Not a lot. I'm not taking a tablespoon, just a little bit. But the best way to do it is just to have it with your breakfast. Yep. But then again, you know, some people just like having a coffee and sitting in the morning like I do. I always put a little bit of organic honey in. The cleanest food you can. So, of course, nothing in a packet for this time. Mm-hmm. Nothing in a packet. Um, and if you can't afford organic, I appreciate not everyone can afford organic, you want to be washing your fruit and veg. Mm. And you, be, you want to be washing them... Um, Diluting them in some, oh, soaking them in some sodium bicarb yep. um, for about 10 minutes and then rinsing, rinsing them with vinegar and water, which is most people have those two, two um, packets in the, in the cupboard. Yep. Um, or you can do a washing detergent. But remember, you don't want to be adding more chemicals from your washing detergent, so you want to use a natural washing detergent. And that does get rid of about 80% of the pesticides, except broccoli, cauliflower, bananas, Cabbage, strawberries, Brussels sprouts, they're the ones they dunk the roots in the pesticide and there's probably more. I just need to reread my book Um, and you can't wash them off. Yeah. So if you can't get them organic during detox, I get people to avoid them. Mm. And, of course, no alcohol. Damn. I I know. (laughs) 
But it's actually, you know, good. It's a good little mindful set. Yeah. You know, and having said that, if you want to have one shot of really good quality vodka or gin with some soda water and lemon, I'm not going to think you're a bad person. Mm. Well, I'm not going to think you're a bad person anyway. But, you know, so but don't do it every night and don't have more than one. Yeah. It's about moderation. Yeah. You know, um, don't get... Don't get maggot it while you're trying to do <laughs> detox, basically. <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. You mm. liver's working hard. And d- don't don't try and stay away from the grain, mm. the beers and the and the and the cheaper whiskies and stuff, which are all the grains. Yeah. yeah. So that's vodka, high-end vodka's made from potatoes and high-end gins, well, we know that's made from juniper berries, which is actually um Good for your kidneys. <laughs> Isn't that that's ironic? Argue, that's my <laughs> argument. I might have you say, well, one of my first ever assignments on herbalism, I mentioned that point that juniper was my favourite herb for the kidneys because it's also in gin. I got an A+, plus, can I tell you very much? <laughs> I think, the, I think the, uh, the examiner was a gin drinker. <sighs> but, yeah, but you certainly wouldn't be mixing it with sweet tonic water or anything like that. It'd just be with soda and a lemon wedge or yep. a lime wedge. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's just about being... Sensible? Yeah. And you know what? You'll save a lot of money. And at first you might feel literal crap. But the first two weeks as everything sort of, your body's going, <laughs> you might feel crap. So drink more water. Mm. Make sure you have your coffee with the collagen and don't buy the cheap shitty collagen from the big chain store starting with C. You know, <laughs> just maybe get some organic one. Like mm. the Cindy Omero Changing Habits has got a beautiful one. We've got heaps of different collagen options. Mm. And I've just started on that with you, um, the collagen coffee, and, oh, I feel so much better. Isn't it amazing? Oh, like it, it's like I'm awake again. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Like yeah. It's, it's, and then, yeah, and it's, um, but again, you're taking organic milk because you don't want mm. those extra hormones from the yeah. cows. Organic coffee, mm. organic milk. And the yep. organic collagen. Yeah. Mm, I know. It's fantastic. And, you know, I, you know my three rules, and I'll say them now because it's important for detox. Only eat food that rots. Because mm-hmm. if the bugs outside are going to like it, the bugs inside are going to like it. And your genes are going to recognise it. Yep. And only eat food that great-grandmother times eight would have recognised. Mm-hmm. That's how I worked out how many generations since with the Industrial Revolution, by the way. Um, and the third rule is... Only God is perfect and even he rested on the seventh day. Again, the whole guilt and fear behind the wrong food choices can be worse than the food choice themselves. Absolutely. Um, so if you if you do have something that's not prescribed, don't beat yourself, yourself up. Um, you know, just try better tomorrow. Yeah. Start yeah. again. Yeah, the wheels don't fall off the wagon every day. Just keep going. Yeah. Um, and that's something that took me a long time to learn. Yeah, we've been made to feel really guilty about our food choices, you know, Probably about 10 years ago, a new term came out, which I poo-pooed for a while, I have to admit, called orthorexia, mm. which is a eating disorder where you're just focused and obsessed about your food. Mm. Um, and this is what's happening mm. with people. They just feel that they can't digress. We have to we, – we live in an area that we're so lucky with all this wonderful food. Mm. I think we were talking off air earlier. I had my first Ungerman ice cream the mm. last night, um, strawberry and – Balsamic vinegar, mm. all natural ingredients. It didn't have all the purpose and whatever. Sure, it had sugar. You know what? It was freaking delicious. Mm. It was actually a bit sweet towards the end. I didn't eat it all. But I'm actually going to do the blue fig and blue cheese and fig one. It's not Ooh. as sweet next time. Listen to me. At $10 <laughs> a scoop, you don't do it too often anyway. Not that I don't think it's worth it, <clears throat> but we've got to realise that the cheap shitty food out there, the cheap shitty ice cream, have a look what's in it. You get what you pay for. Too right. Mm. And on a side here... 2018 or 2008, I think it was 2008, 
they actually humanity passed the point when they, when they're now more of us live in an urban environment than a rural environment. Mm. So it's getting worse. Yeah. So that those toxins are even greater than mm. before, and you know, as as we record right now, um, the world's going through a pandemic, correct? Which is probably one of the times the world's probably had the least toxins having a reset since the forties. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because they're saying children are seeing the blue sky in China for the first time. Yeah, but I had to go out. Well, I live on two and a half acres just outside of a lovely heritage city, Ipswich, and I had to go outside for something the other night. I think I was just putting something in the bin and something drew me to going down further because I've got bushes all around the house and I looked up into the sky and Bindi, oh, my goodness. More stars? They were like diamonds. Mm. And I called my husband out and said, come and have a look at this. This is how the sky was on the, my parents' farm in the 80s. Yeah. They were sparkling mm. and, I, and we think we've got clean air in Australia. Mm. And as you were saying, the world's detoxing. They found dolphins in the canals of Venice. Yep. Three weeks after lockdown or four weeks, whatever they're into. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. So the Earth can reset in four weeks. Imagine what we can do. Yeah. I actually saw out and there was like a heat map that they did over, I think it was all the provinces of China and also Italy and it, it actually shows the pollution. Um, so the air quality and so when it's really bad it's like red and green and then um, over the lockdown period it just dissipated away and it was no longer there three weeks clear it absolutely went clear isn't that amazing so just seeing that I think wow I think poor and there is big opportunity for us absolutely and you know and as, as I said we talked about you know it's like the earth saying go to your room and think about what you've done (laughs) but um apparently the, the canal Water in Venice is clear. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's no boat traffic going up and down it and, and mm. all the pollution. So, you know. Um, Maybe they should do that. Maybe mm. they should say no more tourists in Venice. I think Tasmania's had a great idea. <laughs> As I said, I think Tasmania should have done it 20 years ago. No one. That's it. We're, we're staying here. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. A lot of us are in cities now. Um, Mm -hmm. We live closer to the coast, particularly here in Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously uh, we're near major highways, things Mm -hmm. like that. So Mm -hmm. we're getting a lot of toxins. Mm. So I guess, um, you know, anything you can do within your environment to reduce those. Correct. um, Is another way we can help ourselves to detox. I love the way you keep me on track, Bindig. So absolutely. So we've talked about the 3,000 tonnes per second of chemicals going into our atmosphere. Just have a look. Download the EWG app, the Environmental Workers Group app. It's a free app from America. This is a not-for-profit organisation. And basically um, grab your shampoo or your conditioner or your kid's body wash or your toothpaste or your moisturiser or your fake tan, all your makeup, and key the numbers in to the app. Mm. The The other day I was uh, conversing on um, WhatsApp with a patient of mine, you know, a regular patient, so I am I feel comfortable um, messaging her regularly. And she said, oh, you know, with this whole pandemic thing, she, she what were my thoughts on elderberry? Because there's a little bit of thing about elderberry and the cytokine storm and everything, but the research shows it's actually good. And she said, oh, well, I've been feeding my kids Sambucol. Oh. Oh, did I say that? A cough mixture that's supposed to be natural starting with S that you find on the supermarket shelf or in the chemist shelf. So basically I said, Helen, give me a snapshot of what's in the back, the the label. And, you know, the second ingredient is a super toxin. Second ingredient, 
in Saint Michael. And of course, then poor this poor lady with two two young kids, one who has a, a intellectual problem, said, "Oh my gosh, I've been feeding that to my kids since they were babies. They told me it was natural." Oh, and I said, "Yeah." Fifty percent of the ingredients are, but then God knows where they got the elderberry from. How's it been sprayed? Mine is—I laugh here when I say this—good organic elderberry from Italy, but it's been imported a long time ago. <laughs> um, but you know, you, as you say, you get what you pay for. So have a look what what the numbers are in your food. Mm. Have a look mm. and have a look what they do to you. You know, I am um, somewhere on my website, and I might actually. I'm pretty sure it's on under news. I've got a list of the worst of the worst chemicals, what they do to you. Yeah. This is all increasing your toxic burden that your awesome body's got to deal with. And we haven't even mentioned plastic yet. Mm. Oh, yeah. So plastic is an environmental disaster. Mm. We know this now. Mm. It is also epically amazing, Mm. right? How amazing is plastic? Mm. You are – so I was at – one of our beautiful bars last night, the Pampiata, and I ordered the lamb shanks. We were social distancing with my sister and niece and husband. And <laughs> we're sitting a metre and a half apart and they did a great job spraying everything and what have you, you know, trying to support the local business while we still can. Yeah. And I ordered the lamb shank and the um, mashed potato and it was delicious. And, he, and I went, and he, the waiter was really lovely. He said, did you love it? And I said, it was amazing. And he said, oh, yeah, we do it in a sous vide method where you put it in a, ba- a, ba- a bath of um, warm water first and I went, uh, like in a cryovac bag and he went, yeah, isn't it amazing that? And my brother-in-law sitting opposite me and he's pulling all sorts of faces because they know exactly what I think about <laughs> plastic headed. So then, you know, then I had my ice cream and I thought, okay, that has to be a seventh day. My body will deal with it, mm. you know. But plastics, the first plastic was patented in 1995 as an estrogen replacement, mm-hmm. right? Some bright spark came up with something a little bit more toxic, so they thought they'd make this one into a plastic. It's called BPA. If you think BPS is any better, you've that's just because they haven't researched it. Yeah. So plastic is particularly bad. So this is actually really easy. Kmart, Costco, all everyone has nice cheap stainless steel bottles. If you can't afford that, buy a Voss mineral water from the supermarket and use that, although yeah. it's probably not a good idea for your kids because that's glass. I personally prefer glass more than anything, but mm. stainless is your second option. Yeah. You can buy Pyrex. You probably have Pyrex in your, in your cupboard that you've put to the back because it's too hard to handle. Yeah. Teflon. Apparently everyone's been telling me, I haven't watched it yet, I keep on getting these messages, oh, my goodness, Alex, have you watched this movie Dark Waters? Have you heard of it? No. No, no, apparently it's all over the internet, so I must watch it. And it talks about the dangers of Teflon. Oh. Teflon's particularly toxic. When you first buy anything with non-stick, it has a thing on it that says, a little label, that says take your birds or out of the uh, or goldfish out of the kitchen if you want to cook with this because the fumes will kill the birds and or put a film over the water and suffocate your goldfish, but that's fine. You cook the steak that you're going to feed your child on. That's fine. Oh, jeez. And, you know, it's interesting. I was telling this to somebody and this, the husband was sitting there and there was a couple and they went, oh, he, he, he actually, I didn't think he was listening. He went, oh, my God. I said, what? He said, we had two peach faces die a couple of months ago. We bought a new saucepan set. Oh, no. Oh. Boom. Right? This is real shit. Yeah. This is real. Dark Waters. I need to watch it. I haven't watched it. Apparently it's quite compelling. 
So get dust out the corning where that your great-grandmother gave you and passed on and you think it's too daggy. Well, they're worth a fortune now. Apparently mm. I've got one worth three grand. I'm yeah, I've got to, a bunch as well. <laughs> I'm trying not to drop it now. <laughs> That's the only problem. Yeah, having a thyroid issue myself, I'm a bit clumsy. Mm. So um, and if you do put your – and the good thing with the Pyrex is, you know, you can, you can take that from the freezer to the oven. Mm. Take the plastic lid off whilst the food is cooling. If you're a little bit paranoid about keeping food cooling on your bench, just put a saucer or a bit of um, – uh, or even a, 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 a wooden uh, cutting board on top if you're putting in the fridge to cool and only put the plastic lid on, you know, once it's cooled. I know IKEA's got like the bamboo ones but they're pretty glued together with something toxic, let's yeah. face it. Um, and when you – I'm not a fan of the microwave but I know a lot of people use it. Do not use plastic in the microwave, certainly not with that cling wrap. Mm. There's You can watch YouTubes where you can see the infrared, the, the, cling, the, the plastic dripping into the food. So if you're going to – if you're going to microwave, put it in a saucer or put it on a plate, put paper towel on it or better still use your Pyrex. And you and I have spoken previously about cling wrap and any time I see someone use cling wrap now, I completely lose it. You have to, don't I'm you? I'm just like, what are you doing? Yeah. What, what, why? Yeah. And they're like, what? I'm like, do you not know? Yeah, you can <laughs> smell that, right? Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I Sometimes I upset people and I actually don't mean to. I, I actually just come from a position of love and knowledge. I yeah. honestly do. But being German, I'm a little bit pragmatic <laughs> and people sometimes don't really understand where I come from. And I put a post on the other day about fake tan and breastfeeding and I've left it up for have a look at Healing Hands page <laughs> um, and I've been smashed saying how dare I judge this poor mother and stuff and I, I wasn't actually judging Mm. Um, there was a point to this. Oh, yeah, so this girl said, <laughs> this other girl said, I bet you you wouldn't go and, and mention that to a woman and I wouldn't do that. Why couldn't you do it on your page? And I said, well, actually I would. I would walk up to a mother who I knew had a fake tan and was breastfeeding. Yeah. I would tell them. Because you care. Yeah, and I wouldn't give a rat's ass about what they thought about me because yeah. I don't care about that. No. I'm not, you know, but if, if it even, and you, you know what, she may feel guilty and, 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 and think, but that's all I want them to do. And it's not their fault. They've mm. been told it's safe by the beauticians. <laughs> That's categorically the most toxic industry. We just talked about that. Yeah. Hairdressers and beauticians have a 1% increased rate of bladder cancer. Wow. Rate, not risk. Wow. Right. Mm. Bladder cancer is from environmental toxins. Mm. Upholsterers in the railway are a big one, all the glues and all that yeah. sort of stuff. You know, so yes, I will tell a young mother who's breastfeeding, I will go up to her and I'll say, look, honey, please, I'm a functional medicine practitioner. Do you know that this stuff, please choose an organic source? And, you know, some of them yell at me and I just say, that's fine. Mm. Then I walk away and then they get, you know, think I'm a crazy hippie bitch. But (laughs) but if it makes them think. Yeah, it's really just snapping people in their patterns, isn't Mm. it? You know, Mm. like Mm. if they don't know, they don't know. Absolutely. Um, But if we can help people actually make a change, then that's what we're here for. Absolutely. So so it's about minimising your toxic exposure to start with. Yeah. If we all could go back to pre-1700, we wouldn't have to do anything, Mm. right? The water was clean, um, the food was fresh. The air was amazing. All the phytonutrients, all the food was organic. Mm. You know, we 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 ate nose to tail. Mm. We ate all the animal. We weren't precious about liver or bone or anything like that, or marrow. Actually, I'm going to Instagram my marrow bone dumplings that I made the other day. Oh delicious. my god, They're delicious! They're my dad's recipe. Mm. So good. See, interesting. Being poor immigrants, we ate a lot of offal because mm. that's all we could afford. And ironically, we probably did the right thing. But isn't it funny how all of that kind of stuff is now in vogue in high-end 
you know, food absolutely um, trends. Yes. Like all of this stuff is now the the top shelf. And I love it. Except it's dearer <laughs> now, unfortunately. Yeah. So, of course, we've talked about, let's just talk about liver as a food at present. Um, any or kidneys, which are delicious and nutritious and probably far better for you than the muscle meat, which is mm-hmm. also de- delicious and nutritious. But they're, they're filter organs. Mm. So don't buy the, the, the shitty um, liver from the poor caged animals. They, yeah. they, these ones, if you're going to buy liver, it has to be organic. Yeah. Because you don't want to be eating secondhand toxins because they'll mm. be in there. Yeah. You know? And it's the same for the the actual muscle meat or any any you know yeah. meat that we ingest. We don't yeah. want the ones that have gone through all the toxins because correct. then we take that on yes. and everything that went with it. Yes, correct. So mm. absolutely, look at you go. Mm. You're so good. You're amazing. <laughs> this girl's amazing. No one's met her. She's amazing. Um, yes, absolutely. So you know, this is the thing I say to people: um, Did your grandmother drink nut milk? <laughs> nut. We had two walnuts each at Christmas. We wow. overeat nuts. Yeah. They didn't come pre-shelled. This is a different story, but, you know, polyunsaturated fats are okay in, we've just talked about this recently, right, mm. um, in, uh, in moderation if you have no health issues. Mm. But we shouldn't overeat them either. No. And, I mean, I know, I know the whole dairy, meat, vegan, veganism is really popular. Mm. I disagree with it. If you eat, okay, all the research has been done on um, red meat, but it's the caged meat, it's the preserved meat. If you would, and so that's the one that increases colon cancer. Mm. This is the one that increases um, autoimmune disease. Yeah. So it's the caged, stressed meat. Mm. That that that. If someone actually did research on organic, pre-range meat, mm. incre- including a bit of. Collagen brothel, brothel, brome broth, <laughs> offal. It's a Freudian slip. Um, I, I think the I think the results would be quite different. Mm. Yeah, you know, because those those have the capacity to help us detox because mm. of their amino acids and the and the and the minerals and the, and the, and the vitamin A. You cannot get vitamin A from a plant source. No. You can't get B12 from a plant source. You can't get zinc from a plant source. Well, actually, no, I lie. You can get a bit of zinc from pumpkin seeds and, and nuts, but then you're overeating and then you've got all the problem with polyunsaturated fatty acids in the liver. The liver doesn't like too many. Mm. You know, um, you, you, but good organic meat that's ethically raised, mm. think about game. We've got to start loving game again. Mm. It's true grass-fed. They don't even have to – those poor animals don't even get transported on a truck. Mm. I was talking to one of my um, young clients Friday. Um, she was out west as a Jillaroo and she – well, no, you know, they do the helicopter Jillarooing these days, so she works for a big station. And she gets in the helicopter and shoots the roos. Yeah. Bang. Beautiful. Good shot. Dead. Didn't know anything about it. Mm. You know, we got to stop being squeamish if we meet it as this is what happens. But they didn't have to go to an abattoir. They live true free-range organic. Mm. Um, we, you know, we, rabbit. What's wrong with rabbit? Mm. You know, there's nothing wrong with rabbit. But we just go, oh, yeah, rabbit, you know. But that's all, that's all um, we need to. Well, I'd like to see, like Germany, I'd like to see the advent of professional hunters in this country. Mm. You know, I've got a patient who is a hunter and we, um, he brings me venison. Yeah. How lucky am I? <laughs> and it's delicious. Made as a slow-cooked meal with mushrooms and a little bit of red wine and garlic and salt and pepper. 
Yeah. Um, we should talk about mushrooms, actually. Mm. Mushrooms are great, especially for vegetarians. Vitamin D we get from the sun, but we also have to get it from animal sources. Yep. So vegetarians can be a bit low. And I don't mean to offend any vegetarian. Um, but if you actually put your mushrooms in the sun because they absorb radiation, they'll absorb some vitamin D. Ah. Cool, huh? So by default they don't contain or they do contain vitamin D? Well, not really because a lot of them are grown in the dark. Right. But if you – I wouldn't buy a kilo of mushrooms, put them in the sun and expect them to be fresh the next day. No. So if, you, if you're mindful, you think, okay, I'm gonna, I need a half a kilo of mushrooms for this risotto I'm making, yeah. just chuck them in the sun for an hour before you cook them. Mm. And then you've got vitamin D in there. Wow. Amazing, huh? Hey. Yes. Solar energy. Yes. <laughs> so detoxing, I think. That's um, about it. Yeah. If – you know, it's something that um, you want to learn more about. Obviously, see someone who knows what they're doing. Absolutely. Um, don't try and do this stuff yourself or any of the wacky invasive stuff because it could actually upset your system yeah. more than stress it already is. And if you go, just make sure if you do see a practitioner that they are certified, that they have the proper qualifications. Someone told me there was a naturopath in the, in the cottage next door to me and, well, no, and, you know, no disrespect to Reiki, they're fantastic, <laughs> but it's not a naturopath. No. They won't know how to detox you. No. So see someone who knows what they're doing. Amen, sister. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Functional Medicine with Alexandra Brewster. For more information on functional medicine in Alex's practice, visit healinghandsipswitch.com.au. 